Advanced specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care developed groundbreaking minimally invasive techniques to treat fibroids, endometriosis, and other GYN conditions. In response to growing concerns over the coronavirus, CIGC now offers e-visits. We know GYN conditions don't stop affecting your life. CIGC wants to be here for you as you seek options to find relief from debilitating gynecologic symptoms such as abnormal bleeding and pelvic pain. With telemedicine options now available, book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. That's InnovativeGYN.com or 888-SURGERY. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother! <laughs> Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, hilarious writer and performer. You know him from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the great Adam Felber. We're going to be talking to Adam shortly. First, oh. let me thank the folks that sponsor this podcast for real. The Improv Comedy Clubs. Psych up for another week in hell with a couple of laughs this weekend at an improv. We got Advice Corner, Fiery Four, Pop Quiz coming up. Oh, man, it's a good show. And as always, before we get to Adam Felber, time for the Waterhouse Update. Brought to you by Schlatzman's Ultra Dry Lager. So dry, you may not have to pee. South America's <laughs> pastime baseball. Playoff tension thicker than the whistleblower's window shades. Houston, like Joe Biden flubs, they just keep coming at you. Yankees, twins, more Latin names than the Catholic Cemetery in El Paso. The Brewers, like Lazarus, back from the dead. St. Louis, Atlanta, who's the winner? Humidity. That wrap-up sponsored by Gunga Dan's for really mild Indian food. Try Gunga Dan's. NFL! Bears stifle the Vikings like Gordon Ramsay critiquing burnt flan. Tampa Bay <laughs> beat the Rams in a game even Nostradamus bet wrong. Patriots escape Buffalo like a farter exiting an elevator. Skins rookie QB Dwayne Haskins had a rougher debut than the Nickelback tribute band. That wrap-up <laughs> sponsored by the Marianas Trench Coat featuring the deepest pockets in the business. College football like bathroom gender legislation. Clemson barely survived North Carolina. Nebraska looked worse than the new CBS sitcoms. Rutgers fired their head coach for losing more than the Lehman Brothers. Mississippi State's Bulldog mascot got hammered by a careening Auburn player and now identifies as a Pomeranian. That wrap-up sponsored by KafkaAsk.com. Ask any question and get a befuddling answer at KafkaAsk. NBA! The league is demanding accurate heights and ages of all players. Yeah! Beats working on that four steps isn't traveling thing. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1659, the place, New Netherlands settlement on what is now New York. Governor Peter Stuyvesant forbids tennis playing. Let me do this again. I had to clean it up. 
And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1659. The place, New Netherland Settlement on what is now New York. Governor Peter Stuyvesant forbids tennis playing. From the gathered crowd, Johannes McEnroe yelled, You cannot be serious! This Waterhouse Update brought to you by tea. When there's no other choice but scalding water, try tea. Now, finally, (laughs) it's talk time. My guest today, hilarious writer and performer, you know him from Real Time with Bill Maher. And wait, wait, don't tell me. Currently hosting, uh, co-hosting, the Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone podcast, Adam Felber. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing great, Chad. It's great to be here. You look fantastic. You know, I always guess the athletic body type of my guest. Uh, you have the athletic body type of a trainer from a 1940s boxing movie. That's you look <laughs> like the guy's in. Get in there. Come Go. on, kid. Come on. You can do this. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's got to be a little You're mean. not boxing. You're punching, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your heart? <laughs> I love you, kid, but you're just a puncher, and you'll never be a boxer. Not unless you listen to me. Now here, bite the head off this iguana. Go ahead. No, not with your hands. Put it down. Hey, clean your teeth. <laughs> Get that iguana out of your teeth. Now, you grew up in New York, correct? I did. I did. And uh, salad across the board. Uh, because there's so many teams, what's your pairing? Usually it's Jets, Mets, uh, and Yankees, Giants. Ding, ding, but ding, then ding, there's ding, cross. Ding, ding, ding. Is, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yankees, Giants. Yankees, Giants. Yankees, Giants. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to be thrilled with this kid, Daniel Jones, from a family of 19. A world of courage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to miss Eli, but uh, yeah, he's great. I mean, it's a great start. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're going to miss him that much. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's we been all. two weeks. The kid's 2-0. We all, two age, and we all He's 2-0, oh, but didn't he throw, uh, he, he threw uh, uh, 25 picks yesterday? I think or so. Or the other day on Sunday, yeah. yeah. Shockingly enough, they couldn't turn it in anything. Yeah, they couldn't, but, but you know, That's that a was bad a bad offense. sign. Yeah, was, yeah, exactly. When you get handed, when you, when you hand Washington 25 picks yeah. and a couple of fumbles. I'm estimating, yeah. 27 turnovers. 27 turnovers total. Three points. Three points. So, <laughs> so if, you, if, if, you're, if your touchdown-to-pick ratio is like that, I, I'm not sure that he's definitely going to be the future of the team, but I like him so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the ownership, wow, they uh, they, 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 uh, they were they were lambasted at first. For for they did, for for drafting him, yeah, 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 and, and now they're they're kind of looking halfway decent. They're... Well, you know the giant the Giants draft on character. <laughs> no one drafts on character. <laughs> Caricature, yeah, maybe that's I you think go twenty one and you get your face drawn and they go that looks pretty good. Draft him, <laughs> right? He's got a giant head and a tiny tennis racket, but boy, he looks sure. fantastic. Nobody will be able to tackle him. <laughs> what a center of gravity on that kid! It's all on top. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yankees, you got to be fired up. Uh, oh, I'm so fired up. I they're can't looking wait. good. They fought through injuries. They fought through. Uh, yeah, and it's still not clear how many people are actually going to make it into that postseason. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, yeah. Their uh, roster cut may be easy. Yeah. It's just injuries. Yeah, yeah. Who's available today? <laughs> right. 22 are healthy. We'll take them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're going to be walking the parrot at all. It's, it's not clear that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that he'll be back. But uh, we got Judge. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 yeah, boy, you got you got guys coming up, and a lot of people forget a lot of these guys are coming up through the Yankee farm system. It's the first time that's happened as a Yankee fan since the mid nineties, and I think we yes. all know what happened then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott uh, Brocious was that the kid's name at third base? I don't know if he came yeah. up through the system, oh, but Scott did. Brocious was the uh, he was he was the kid nobody he, talked about until the, third the World baseman, Series, and then he won the yeah yeah he won like two World Series for him. Yeah, and and now he owns a bait shop, I believe. In Does Manitoba. he grow his bait? 
Yeah, yeah, brocious bait, which people think means angry bait in, in Canada. <laughs> he, he tells them it's a native word. I have a friend who always used to, when he would make fun of my Yankees, a Red Sox fan, he would say, sure. oh, yeah, I once had a brocious. I had it lanced. <laughs> <laughs> that friend of yours, no longer. No longer a friend. He's out no What's your superstitions? New York people tend to come with a little bit of superstitious baggage. Do you have any? None. None? None. And what, what well, I don't it wear out when, 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 when my team is in the playoffs, I don't wear clothes. But other than, well, other that, than that, nothing. No, well, nothing. that's that's not even really a superstition. No, it's just what you do. No, it's that's, just, but if, if this goes yeah. to be a deep playoff run, that's going to really affect my work, my workplace. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I, I I think there'll be a, there's a lot of Yankee fans in town. If they're all doing it, yeah. people will just go. Well, this is a deep run into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because there are New York people. is often naked in October. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I think that's a cure song. Not on Long Island. Naked in October. Naked in October. Yeah, something like that. And, uh, yeah. I'm naked, naked, naked. <laughs> very few people do Robert Smith. Yeah. That took some balls there. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, uh, now, uh, uh, Morrissey's much easier. He is. Do yeah. Morrissey. I can't. <laughs> Don't ask me. I can't bear it. I wouldn't do See, it. You can. <laughs> and you did. Brilliantly. Because he is kind of easy. He is. Shit, what he else is. I could give it a shot? Go ahead. Uh, 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 uh. He's got that kind of yeah, hollow thing in his terrible, throat. Chet, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's not, uh, hey, look. Uh, my bread and butter is this kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Just came back from the weak-handed axe-throwing championship. How was that? Bloody mess, but a lot of fun. What coach, <laughs> what coach type do you think you would be? What sport... Do you think you could coach well? What what could I coach? Yeah, yeah, with your 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 demeanor, your your Well, you're, I you're think we know dude, about boxing. You're a, you're a happy dude. Yeah. You, uh, you can handle your booze. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that uh, lends itself to? Well, I have an I'm, idea. Obviously, my size makes me a good baseball manager, and you've got so much time to make decisions in baseball. You really yeah. can call your lawyers and, and consult every time you want to. <laughs> yeah, well, they got the phone right in but, the dagger. You can call I, anybody you want. I'll tell you, I love basketball. I would love to be a basketball coach. I think I could, and, and especially because, you know, I have a, a little bit of girth to me. Yes. I see myself, yeah. and, and, and I can be a little disheveled. I you see myself a, as a Stan Van a, Gundy type. Yeah, yes. Uh, I would cross that with Charles Barkley. Uh, don't sell yourself short That's just right. on Stan, because he's kind of squat. You're carrying your weight yeah. uh, well. I carry it up. More like a Barkley. More like a Barkley. Oh, thank you very yes. much. And you can throw that Auburn ass all over the place. That's and, uh, right. You can intimidate your players, which I believe would work nowadays because they haven't seen that in a decade. I don't know. I've met some basketball players. I don't think physically no. I'm that intimidating. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just a mere six feet tall. <laughs> Intellectually, <and> you could <laughs> intimidate Intellectually, me. I intimidate everybody, Chet. <laughs> You can literally. No, I'll make, I'll make them feel ill read and they won't know what to say. <laughs> a team huddle. <laughs> Just quoting Sartre. <laughs> right. They go, oh boy, we better run the play he called. Right. And all the plays would be named after Sartre stuff. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're going to do a no exit. <laughs> run, run the no exit. The no exit defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. That, uh, that little gem brought to you by Pandemodium. Get ready or diarrhea and one chaotic blast with pandemonium and bananas the banana guaranteed to ripen tomorrow the tufts jumbos that's your alma mater that is my alma mater i sometimes wow. uh, host events for them i did one a couple of weeks ago here in la get out yeah like a fundraiser for Tufts. like an or yeah like a no this was more of a showcase for a fundraiser kind of thing there's, wow, a, there's a tufts in entertainment organization like hill to hollywood they call uh -huh. it and uh this is a way for people to mix and meet, and there was some new talent performing and stuff like that. 
Wow, so it's sort of an open mic for and, a uh, we, we booked five people. Wow. From and Tufts. Were they all Tufts? They were all Tufts people who performed. I really worked that because I want to get the whole Tufts thing out. Yeah, we don't. We just No, you just blow th- right yeah, through it. Exactly. Is that well, yeah, exactly. It sounds like a diaper for kids, the way you say it. Tufts? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be Tufts. That's, I think it elevates that, it close to Ivy League, which <laughs> geographically that, that's our school motto. It's in our fight song. That's your fight. Close to Ivy League. <laughs> that gem brought to you by Rum Dingers, the only rum ball with a caffeine booster. Now, what what was Tufts good at? Uh, Athletically. Oh, wow. I was about to talk and then I had to stop. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll hurt your throat. I've done that several times. That's what kept me out of the bigs. It's like tripping over a curb. I'm so sorry, man. (laughs) Swallowing Adam's apple doing that. (laughs) No, I was was on the the Tufts uh, Ultimate Frisbee team for a week and a half. Wow. I left it for improv. Wow, that's a bad ultimate frisbee. And people are going, you know what? I would rather bore myself and others for hours in improv than play ultimate frisbee. But that's I, I can still sling a disc, though. You, you can. Oh yeah. So you got frisbee in your blood. I got skills. Is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, it's it's, it's in my blood because clearly it's not in my physique. As, we, <laughs> now, wait, as no. you flatteringly pointed out several times in the course no, of a tiny podcast, you are a, you are a, a tight end. You're built like a tight end. Wow. Yeah, that's different, you could, that's uh, different than a boxing coach from a '40s movie. No, it's almost the same. It's just a change <laughs> of uniform. All right. Is it like a sweatshirt with like a beef blood stains on it? Oh, yeah. the first one. That's iguana There's, blood. The second one's a really nice. <laughs> that's right. Sure. Of course, what was I thinking? <laughs> and you got to run around with your mouth forward, mouth forward, kid. <laughs> Hands and knees. He's not coming up to you. You get down to him. Fight that iguana head. <laughs> I don't know why I'm fixated on that, but that's really well, it's fun. funny. That's why. <laughs> I mean, I can picture the guy having to come down to the, his opponent's level. Yeah, and like, and then, and then the. the Coach walking into the gym with a burlap sack full of iguanas that he empties yeah. out on the floor. <laughs> Come on! Come. It helps you balance. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you got to look more like that <laughs> caricature yourself. <laughs> they sold me a bill of goods. Big head, kid. Big head. <laughs> so now, They'll uh, never hit your body. Uh, uh, anybody else you root for? Yankees, Jackson, you put all your effort into there. You're an NBA guy. I am an NBA guy, and that's Who's a hard thing for you. Well, technically, it's the Knicks. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. When the wife and I moved out to California, right before I met Chet Waterhouse at a game one day, um, we adopted the Clippers when we moved to town because it was a ticket you could afford. Right. And back then, nobody was at the games except me, my wife, Billy uh, Crystal, Crystal and Frankie Muniz. Right, sure. From Malcolm in the Middle. From Malcolm in the Middle. (laughs) And which one was he in Malcolm in the Middle? Uh, Malcolm. Oh, okay. I never never remember that. Um, And uh, so we would... We adopted the Clippers because we needed an NBA team on this coast. Yeah. And boy, did we get lucky because that, wow. that's been an exciting team for the They're last They're going to be so much fun. Yeah. They're going to be so much fun. And that tip, uh, the tip being buy tickets you can afford, brought to you by Pinocchio's, Nevada's only all-puppet brothel, and Scornflakes <laughs> openly mock nutrition with triple-fat Scornflakes. Uh, when did you say, yeah. uh, I- I'm done with anything traditional because, yeah, look, yeah. 
They don't let anybody in a tough so You're a bright guy. You've proven that many, many times. You write some of the smartest, brightest comedy material out there. But So at some point in your life, uh, you could have been headed for mathematics, science, something like that. Yeah. And you said, nope, I, 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 I got to do this comedy thing. When was that moment? That was sometime at Tufts. I, I got into Tufts as, a, as an engineer. So I took physics and engineering. But, you know, I, I always did comedy. I always wrote my entire life, basically. So. And this guy, he wrote a novel. Too. I wrote a novel. It's true. It's called Schrodinger's Ball. Yeah, it's brilliant. Published by Random House in 2006, and you can still get it uh, on, online and certainly on uh, all those e-readers. Took me took me 18 months to get through it. Hilarious, though. But <laughs> normal people uh, that I've also talked to found it hilarious in a, in a more condensed time frame, like a week. They yeah, I think you could, you could knock that off in a week unless yeah. you're, you're yeah, doing yeah. something else. So, so uh, uh, smartest guy we've ever had. Wow, smartest ever? Yeah, smartest ever. Oh, you've had some and, and, smart oh, guests. I, I've, I've had Brad Williams in here for pizza. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That kid's smart. Talk about iguana fighters. Absolutely. That son of a bitch will knock your kneecaps right off. Gila monster he could take out. <laughs> he could take him out. Hey, that, that scouting report brought to you by Gentlemen Prefer Gentlemen, the all-gentlemen's gentlemen's club. So sometime at Tufts, yeah. it, it, it clicked. I, you I, I saw my first improv show at Tufts Orientation Week. And I never even I never knew the thing existed. And there, there's Improv Boston, a professional company, doing it. And I was like, I need to do that. Wow. And and you said, was there something compelling in you, or was it intellectual? Was it physical? Did it come from your heart? Did you just go? It came from my gut. Wanted yeah. to do it. Wanted to try it. Yeah, you have to. You have yeah. to do that. Yeah. That's why I do this crap. It's got to come from the gut. Whatever you do. Absolutely. Gary, my engineer. Yep. Seven years old, he went. I got to sit behind the board. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of engineers can start that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that history lesson brought to you by Gullies. When you need something smaller than a culvert, but uh, wider than a ditch, try a gully. All right, listen, I got a butt okay. of a go ahead. Okay, no, no, I was just going to tell you a story about that. About go! The, all right, well, when I got out of college, I was a senior doing improv, did a show with Improv Boston. They recruited me like a cult. Wow. They came to me after the show and said, we're having auditions, and I thought my career was made. Yeah, that was Honestly, it. yeah. <laughs> Made man. I'm in a professional improv company now. Just, know, just build the highway to my yacht. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> cut to cut to three months later. I'm out of college doing my first professional gig <laughs> in, a, in a bar called the Mall Side in Malden, Massachusetts, where the three people in the bar are yelling at us to quiet down because they're trying to watch the Bruins. <laughs> okay, so the suggestion is quiet down. <laughs> Ouch, that's got a sting. That, that can be a brutal market, but... It toughens you. Yeah. It's, oh, it does. Yeah. 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 Boston can toughen you. Stand up, improv, whatever it is. I stayed in Boston for four years after college doing comedy, and it was it was great. It was wow. like a laboratory, and you get you get, you can do anything in Boston. Yeah. You develop a jab in Boston. You sure do. Sure. You sure do. You really do. All right. Bonafide big time funny person here with me. Time for advice corner. Actual takeaway from the great Adam Felber. Uh, these are four questions I'm going to ask you. Okay. Uh, that are just straight ahead because you never know. There's kids listening out there. Oh, right. You know, who Sorry, may kids. be thinking to themselves, hey, I might want to get into this uh, end of the business. And uh, maybe we can help out. Uh, so, uh, all right. Here's question number one. Okay. Uh, you do a ton of road work. I know that. You're all over the place. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Flying to Chicago, doing all kinds of writing gigs. What's your biggest travel tip? What's your favorite travel tip? Oh, complain. Complain? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that, complain nicely. Oh. You present yourself as somebody who never complains, but this seat is not acceptable <laughs> to me. This room is – you get – you get if you're a nice person who, who offers a, you know, a friendly complaint, you just – everything's better. 
<laughs> I love that. So you can actually say you can actually start with, you know, I never complain, but right. or you know, <laughs> you say how you doing. You say how you doing to the person you're coming to. And they say fine, they say how you doing. I'm, then that is like a thank you for asking thing. It's, it's completely disarming. <laughs> We're already friends. I love it. What uh what 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 do you eat or not eat before you have to perform? Is there some is some special? I don't meaning? have any superstitions except the naked thing. So I'm going to say uh, I'll eat anything. I'm I'll often anything. told, like, you know, performers are always like, oh no, I can't have dairy; that'll ruin my voice. Or, uh, you know, I, Wade Boggs eats chicken before every game. You know, right, was right. something I grew up knowing, just a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but me, I don't have no traditions except don't drink too much. <laughs> Don't drink too much. Right. <laughs> seems like a moving target there. <laughs> no, I personally don't drink alcohol before a performance. I That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, uh, when do you know that a bit should be put on the shelf? Uh, a bit you're working on. Like, uh, like if I did like an amusing sportscaster or something? Well, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, that's on the shelf immediately. Uh, no, but when, when you're working something out, right. whether it's improv or you're working something out for uh, a writing gig or something like that, when do you go, you know what? It ain't working. Is there a moment when that Yeah, happens? there is. I don't know what that moment is. I think it's when you hit a point of frustration, you definitely put it aside. And, 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 and that doesn't mean you put it on the shelf, but you put it aside. And... A couple hours later, a day later, two days later, either there'll be an answer or it's dead. What's the biggest piece of advice you can give to a young kid who wants to be a writer in this business right now, today, 2019, with everything that's going on? Uh, diversity hiring, uh, a billion platforms, all of that. What's the one thing that might cut through all that for a young kid thinking about writing in Hollywood? I've got two pieces of advice. Good. Number Could one. avoids me asking another question. <laughs> number one, write. You got to write all the time. Don't wait for the for the opportunity to write for somebody. You got to be writing every day. Every day, right? Every, every day. day, write every day. Number two, don't be a white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not now. Yeah, it's just, no. It's the wrong time. Uh, wrong time. If you're thinking of being a white guy, just reconsider. Consider this. Uh, to back up Adam's point, there are currently three white guys in a room that's four foot by five foot. <laughs> And this is what we're doing. <laughs> that Advice Corner brought to you by U-Drive, the app that lets you rent your own car to take you wherever you want to go. Now, it's time for the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. Adam, these are sports takes hotter than Julian Assange's passport. <laughs> Fire number one. Clear favorite to win the World Series, or is it murkier than that one Game of Thrones episode they shot by the light of a single open glove box? <laughs> I'm just going to answer the question. Um, I think the favorite has got to be the Houston Astros, and I hate to say that as a Yankee fan and as a as, an, as a Twins and yeah. as, a, as a, yeah, an Angelino. Like I would rather see any team but the Astros win it, but they look like the best team to me right now. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, they, they they put on a they put on a, a push towards the NRL. Oh, so did the Twins and Yanks. That's right. That's right. Everybody's but hot you, going into the playoffs. But Oakland's you look out at of that minds. lineup. You look at those starting pitchers, and you just gotta say, yeah. "Yikes!" It it can boil down to pitching this time of year. That's yeah. for sure. When they uh, picked up Granky, I kind of like you know. Well, Verlander, yeah, it's crazy, unbelievable. Yeah, they have arms and uh, and uh, you know the the. The Twins got a couple of guys who are normally in a water skiing mm -hmm. show this time of year. More live right. arms than an epileptic spider. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Boom. 
Only guy who's ever bothered to counterpunch. Fire number two. Everyone thought the Giants were idiots for drafting Daniel Jones. He's already won two games in the Giants. Are they just lucky idiots or are they geniuses? Lucky idiots. Come on. And I, say that, I say that as a Giant fan. Come on. It comes down to character. We like the cut of its jib. Come on. But look, sure. look Eli. And it's hard to cut jib nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, you need one a titanium blade. And that stuff grows back so fast. Man, and the current jib, it's just not what it used to be. They're way stronger. Those kids with the jib today, they, they just. Fire number three. Kyrie and Durant in Brooklyn, Harden and Westbrook in Houston, LeBron and Anthony Davis in L.A. Which one of these bromances is going to end uglier than a Vince Neal marriage? <laughs> I got it. Obviously, it's got to be the Houston one. Yeah. That th- 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 those well. guys have both had relationships <laughs> that have ended poorly, yeah. including with each other. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They started. With, it's been so long they forgot they dated. Right. <laughs> oh, he looks good. You know, I once was with a guy with a beard. Huh. When was that? Starting to look. Wait a second. Turn sideways for a second. <laughs> Plus, neither of those guys have ex- experienced the level of success that the other guys have experienced. Kyrie, well, championship. Sure. Durant, championship. Right. Uh, uh, LeBron, Multiple championships. And and Davis, not yet, but he's so young. Well, yeah, I think Davis disproves the whole point you're making there, but yes. But, well, in terms of of a duo, there's there's zero championship experience with Harden and Westbrook. But you didn't bring up my Clippers in that. I did not bring up your Clippers. And they have a duo. Kawhi Leonard constantly overlooked as perhaps the best player in the game. Yes. And uh, Paul George is not a shabby player either. That's a duo to watch. Meh. (laughs) <laughs> Finally, fire number four. <laughs> what sport? Oh, this is a perfect guy for this because he can actually think. A lot, a lot, <laughs> You're really me and a lot of my guests have, are having a hard time. What sport should be in the Olympics that currently is not? Ultimate frisbee. Oh, brother, that's over. That fiery four. <laughs> <laughs> With that ramp up, he threw that out. <laughs> Brought to you by Kaleidoscope Eye Drops. Don't just get the red out. Enter a magical world. Now I understand you may have a pop quiz for me. And here's the deal. We got a theme song for it and everything. Of course, everybody knows pop quiz is where my guest asks me three questions. They got to have uh, answers. It can't be any of that fancy, uh, dancey, philosophical-stylizing stuff because I am right. no good at that. Uh, plus, uh, we never know who's right or wrong. Well, maybe that's a good way to go with a pop quiz for me. Who knows? But in any event, here's the, here's the theme song. Boom, pop, pop, quiz. Not bad, huh? Yeah, you shelled out for that. I did. Yeah. Sounded <laughs> I paid really me. good. <laughs> I paid me a pretty penny for that. All right. Pop quiz question number one from the great Adam Felber. Wait, wait. Don't tell me. Real time with Bill Maher. And, of course, the latest Apollo Poundstone podcast. Uh, here, here, here come the questions. Okay. The Major League Baseball season just ended. Yes, sir. A lot of hard Correct. hit balls. Correct. A lot of hard right? hit balls. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm. A lot of hard hit balls this season. Who hit the hardest ball and how fast was it? Uh, the hardest ball was hit, weirdly enough, by um, Ryu of the Dodgers, who's a pitcher, uh, hit, uh, hit it at 112 miles an hour. I'm sorry, that's incorrect, Chet. It, it is. It was Giancarlo Stanton uh, <laughs> hit a... Uh, this year? This year, uh, <laughs> it, it was, he just had a single from it, but it, it, off the bat, StatCast says 120, I think, 0.6 miles per hour. It's definitely over 120. Wow. Yeah. 
Holy smokes. Yeah. That's why they call it the hot corner down there. Man, oh, man. 120 <laughs> miles an hour. That's called the hot corner. Yeah, sure they, that is why. Because you, you get sizzled when you're oh, at yeah, third yeah, base yeah, all yeah, the I, time. I guess you're right. I, I don't know if it was to the third base side. Uh, oh, oh, oh. You, you're not hitting opposite field at 120 no, miles. No, you're probably not. You're right. probably not. You're 0 and 1, that's all that counts. That's all that counts. I'm 0 and 1. And uh, question number two. Well, it was all about vo- uh, velocity. I put this all in the same category. Oh. Ooh. Uh, see? Who's come in with a category velocity? Velocity. Nobody. And so here's my second question. Here's my seventh philosophical question. Philosophical <laughs> question. As long as we're talking 120, right? If that, if we were talking beats per minute, what genre of music would that be? Uh, 120 beats per minute would yeah. be a march. <laughs> no. Susan March. I'm sorry. That's kind of. I would have to look that up. Can you look up beats per minute in the March? I know what a March sounds like, Chet. I wasn't sure. I was going to go with it's either fast, deep house, or slow house. It's kind of if it were electronic music. Yeah. And Susan, the original slow house. Yeah. And yeah, incidentally, 120 yeah. beats per minute, though. I, the question, I'm sorry, I asked it wrong. It should have been electronic music. Uh, because 120 is a really oh, common well, tempo. I would have said that, Slow House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to give that to you then. Oh, uh, March, modern March tempo is 120 beats per minute. Boom! I'll wow. take it. Uh, also, that's the that's the tempo of Don't Stop Believing. if you're trying to figure out. Wow. You yeah. know, I've, I've wondered that in the car a lot of times. How many beats per minute is this? My uh, rental stuck yeah. on classic rock. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> All right, I'm one and one. All right, you're one and one. Here's the Absolutely. rubber question. I, I, I messed up the question, so you got it. You got one there, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so uh, what's the formula to, fi- to figure out velocity? Velocity equals what in physics? Velocity equals uh, water plus gas. Oh, come gas. on. No. All right. <laughs> Velocity is speed uh, over distance. Uh, no. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's very close. That's the smartest I've ever sounded in my life. <laughs> it's distance over time. <laughs> distance over time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I got distance right. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, damn it, one and two. I'm not, I'm not even sure of that. I was reaching back to my memory from, from oh, high I'm school. I'm going to trust your memory over mine. That was brought to you by Sparka, the parka with its own small fire. Get out of the darka with Sparka. My guest today, the hilarious Adam Felber. Follow Adam on Twitter, at Adam Felber. Catch you writing comic books, too. The, the, I wrote a, a limited series for Marvel called you know, The Scroll Kill Crew. Scroll Kill Crew. Absolutely. Uh, uh, watch and listen to my... Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. You're still doing wait, sure, man, don't tell absolutely. me. Where do people find that? That's on the National Public Radio or wherever you get podcasts. we got six million listeners a week now. Wow. And and catch the new podcast. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, which there's some intellectual name for that because a lot of people listen to Paula Poundstone. So that's a juxtaposition. Yeah, but she something. feels like people don't really listen to her. Uh, but, yeah, I love that podcast. Everybody should get it. It's on the Maximum Fun Network, but you can get it on any podcast app. Adam, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Visit JeffCesario.com for upcoming dates and all kinds of fun stuff. Thank you all for listening. And if you need a laugh, go to the improvs. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be in Clown College Park, Maryland for the first annual Strongman Chess Tournament. Each piece <laughs> weighs 370 pounds, so the smartest guy doesn't always win. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.